0: SMQB's episode, Patrick Ewing. That's it, episode 33. Uh, We cover NFL Week 2, do our Paul Krause takeaways, as we always do. Uh, Then we go through the Plaxico Burris locked-up picks, which the boys are not very good at picking. Hopefully, moving forward, we do a little bit better. Uh, MLB, Ryder Cup preview, and then a punchable face of the week, and perhaps... The best Ted Lasso ever. Enjoy it. the on the, people, on the booth, from the people
1: on the people. The roof, on the ceiling, on the people. I got people on the p- on the people. I got people. people.
0: SMQBs 33 coming at you international this week. Uh, Hey, House, you know I admire you for so many reasons. You know that, right? I didn't, but it's good to hear. I do. And one of them is that you are really an extraordinary father. Do you know why I think you're an extraordinary father this week? Do you know why? I
2: because i took my children to see the uh, the great philadelphia eagles
0: because after you took your children to see the absolutely horrendous quarterback play in the eagles 49ers game you got in that car you didn't let that stand and you drove down 95 and showed jake what good quarterback play looks like by going to the ravens kansas city games That's you right. said son don't grow up to be like jalen hurts grow up to be these other two and that is why i admire you house
2: jalen will be fine he just has to change his clothing did you
0: guys (laughs) like the
3: banana suit the the banana suit was not a good vibe oh god that was rough the uh the the highlighter suit (laughs)
0: how's everybody doing pope where you coming at us from this week
4: uh somewhere um east of the u.s uh an island known as Zavar in Croatia. How about that for you? Dedication. Excellent. Doesn't sound, like, doesn't sound like
0: you're abroad at all.
3: It sounds <laughs> like you're in a Croatian um, jail right know. now. It's,
4: it's been rough. Yeah, no, it's, uh, it's almost 11.15 p.m. Oh
5: right. wow! And you've had yeah, some way
4: So this time I'm way ahead of Rooster, which is unusual for, uh, for pacing. Sounds like you're in a Game of Thrones castle.
5: Yeah. Yeah.
0: This is going to go swimmingly. I can tell. All right, let's go. It's week two of the NFL house. Uh, give us a little recap. Tell us what we saw. What we need to know.
2: Are you still? Do you still want to convince the fans, Bison, that the NFL isn't very exciting? Is that no? Where no you're I at? said
0: week one. I said week one wasn't exciting. So a okay, week to well, week league. Week, well, the week NFL
2: week. gave the double middle finger to you this weekend ooh, because ooh. let me tell you something. If there's any question, what is the best? sporting league in the universe it is the national football league what a week two um now we might hear a little bit later how the refs tried to soil week two but notwithstanding the referees we had some incredibly exciting action two of the better games in a long time a furious comeback by derrick henry and the tennessee titans to shock the seattle seahawks at home And knock two of our SMQBs out of of a big-time winner's pool. So we have some people very unhappy with the Seahawks on this call. Mm
1: -hmm. Mm -hmm.
2: Probably one of the best pound-for-pound heavyweight quarterback battles that you could possibly see in a long time in that Sunday night game between the Ravens and the Chiefs, which I was blessed to to be able to go to. Thank you. Shout-out to our fan, Bruce Plaxon, who calls in uh, and listens to the show. How about those uh, Cardinals and the Vikings in that big heavyweight battle where they were just throwing punches left and right, 34-33 victory by the Cardinals. We had a great game between the Rams and the Colts. We have the Raiders that were shocking a lot of people to knock off the Steelers. We have the Carolina Panthers who've moved to 2-0, the Denver Broncos who have moved to 2-0. and So I don't know. Guys, I know it's still early yet. There's a lot of football, but Rooster, I mean, things are a little upside down, huh? Uh,
3: they're upside down, but how do you start out that conversation without the Thursday night game? Giants-Washington uh, football team. Comes, no. comes down to one point at the end of the game. It was an exciting game. Can I very ask, exciting. Is Three lead changes face in the last
0: five minutes. Is the
2: punchable face going to be the guy that jumped off sides?
3: The punchable face in that game is... It has to be the refs, in my opinion. They they handed the game to the football team. But the, oh. the, the Giants oh. Giants really have no one to blame but themselves. Oh. A lot of dumb penalties. Um, and none of them were committed by Danny Dimes. I mean, he played almost a flawless game.
5: That's game his, he's his ever had his
3: teammates were just careless. Dexter Lawrence won't even accept responsibility for that stupid offside play that would have ended the game with the Giants victory. And he's offside. He didn't on, accept
2: responsibility. He's they're, just they're saying, saying it was no big sides. deal.
3: He's saying it was no big deal. That's not what costs us the game. It oh is what costs us the game. You know, the, the Hopkins missed the field goal. We won. And then they, of course, the refs called offsides because they were, I mean, if it was third down, there was a penalty in that
5: game. Yeah, but who's so, the guy who dropped the pass in the end zone wide open? It should never be yeah, Darius Yeah, no,
3: that's true. Darius Slayton dropped a wide open, perfectly thrown touchdown pass. But, um, the, but, but, I, we, but what you were saying, House, was it, things are upside down. Um, the Denver Broncos are 2-0, and o, and the Chiefs are in last place in that division. The yeah. Raiders are 2-0, and, and the yeah. Chiefs are 1-1 one one in that division. That's just – who would have guessed? That's are, crazy. Yeah,
5: but are, is anyone on this – Podcast buying stock in the Denver Broncos right now. Absolutely sure not. So not. Absolutely no, not. You there's
3: can't schedule. Be, right? It's been. A, it's just. There's... It's it's just unpredictable though. I mean, no one would have predicted two and zero for them. No. Can I just ask though? Because we joked with Pope
2: in uh, week one, although Pope was dead serious that it was a, a good loss to the world champion Tampa Bay Buccaneers, but. <laughs> The Giants did look okay. And that was, was right. Can, can, can you tell us, Rooster, is there such a good thing as a good loss? And did the Giants just have one Thursday night?
3: I don't think so. I mean, honestly, they lost the game. They are they lost the game because of themselves. Judge, Joe Judge is supposed to be a huge disciplinarian. You know, you guys aren't supposed to jump off sides on his teams. And that's how they lost the game. So I, I don't see the upside of that game, other than Danny Dimes. Really, as you know, I'm not a big fan. He looked like the second best quarterback in the East on on Thursday night. He really you did. Got, you uh, guys are yeah.
5: dogging Washington here. How about the quarterback play of our good old buddy Heineken?
3: He was uh, he for 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 where he's coming from. He played amazingly well with all kinds hear, of poise.
0: Do you want to hear a crazy stat that, that I heard about him today? And I mean, this is, this is a statistic. I, I'm not, this is not me being a Homer. There's yes, there's two stats, you know, there's all these advanced metrics now that they try and apply in football and everything. And there's two stats. There's like, like, it's like long balls that shouldn't have been, you know, plays that shouldn't have been made and like near interception. So in other words, it's supposed to rank like the, the, the plays that most quarterbacks wouldn't have been able to make. And then on the other side, the quarterbacks who got away with passes that should have been picked. Okay. And they're pretty popular in the, in the stat head category Uh, and of quarterbacks who have a hundred attempts at this point, uh, Heineken is number one in both of them. Number one in making the most plays and number one in having the least Balls that should have been turned over, that should have oh been boy. picked. That's look. Deep. This this it, it, this kid. He's had three starts, and all he's done is really played well. Okay, I mean, is he a Super Bowl quarterback? No, he's not. But Trent Dilfer won a Super Bowl. Okay, um, you know, Whoa. Nick Foles won a Super Bowl. So it's a pretty low bar if you have a good team around you. This this kid is is okay, and he did that last week um keep in mind on a short week he went all preseason as as the backup not getting the reps and then they had a short week to turn around so I I don't know I think he gets he's getting beat up a lot everyone's just writing him off as as not a possible you know NFL solution at quarterback I'm I'm curious I hope I hope he stays healthy that's been another knock on him I hope he stays healthy and we get to see him play all season
3: let's see how he does against the Bills yeah,
2: it'll be good. Test. I don't want to go too heavy on the NFC East, but I, I I wrote to you guys after the game. I think there were a couple things that were exposed in that game. If Heineken remains the quarterback, he has tunnel vision. He
0: yeah.
2: doesn't. He does not go through his progressions. Uh, in fact, one of the only throws where he looked off receivers was that amazing. Touchdown pass to Ricky Seals Jones because that was not his first choice. That was a great throw. It was. But most of the time, you knew exactly where he was throwing, which resulted in his interception in the game. And I think the Giants, you know, eventually teams are going to understand their best play is run-pass option, where Danny Dimes runs around the corner to the left, yeah. and that's been their most effective play so far this year. Yep. Yeah.
3: And the yeah, let's so face it, the I football team see, thought uh, they were losing that game. The football team thought they were losing that game for three solid quarters, and the Giants just spit the bit. Oh, uh, I don't think that's true. That was a close uh, game. That was a close game. Dominated. Hey, speaking of, uh Y'all are spending a lot of time on that game. How about the How
4: about the Cowboys? Yeah,
3: I was going to move to that game. That, speaking of, there aren't there aren't good losses. The difference between the Cowboys' reaction to their loss to the Bucks. And the Chargers' reaction to their loss to the Cowboys sort of makes the point. The Chargers had two touchdowns called back and ninety-nine yards with the penalties called on them. Mm. And they're and they're not saying, "Oh boy, we're so we're we, we're so happy that we came within three points of the Cowboys." You know, they blew that game. They absolutely blew that game with a little help from the refs. Mm. And they're not. They're not happy. Well, about
0: the it. the one touchdown pass that that got called back was really abysmal that the uh ineligible player downfield yeah. i mean the guy was like two yards downfield on the complete opposite side of the play had nothing right. to do with anything it wasn't a screen play or something right Herbert threw threw the ball about 50 yards in the air on a line and, they, and, they and he got pulled by
1: the
3: defensive lineman the, the, yeah yeah he got pulled uh, you know a half a yard beyond where he needed
4: to be by the defensive lineman But, you know, and there's a story in Dallas was if Zerline hadn't bailed out McCarthy, then the story of the week would be McCarthy is on the chopping block with horrible (laughs) game management. Horrible. They got very lucky.
3: Well, at least they finally started their best running back and saw good results from that.
2: (laughs) Yeah. I think one of the other huge stories from week two, though, unfortunately, you know, you need a little bit of luck and to avoid the injury bug. To make it all the way, there were some big injuries on Sunday: uh, Jarvis Landry, Baker Mayfield, Andy Dalton, Tua Tagovailoa, Daryl Henderson, uh, Carson Our, Wentz. Um, there's, there's a lot, a lot of big injuries that are affecting teams. And I got to give one shout out: far and away, the most famous sack, and certainly the biggest play in Eagles history was the strip sack that ended super bowl 52 uh uh, when brandon graham sacked tom brady pictures behind me and brandon graham uh suffered a torn achilles tendon he's 33 years old uh, he has an incredible motor uh he has been a pro bowler he's a terrific terrific defensive end i don't think he'll suit up again i I think it's hard to come back as a defensive end at 34 35 years old and that may be the last game he plays for the eagles so uh, that
3: was a bummer injury That's for our town on that two one. Team, two teams have lost their entire backfields the uh, 49ers and the Ravens have yes. like three injured running yeah. backs
5: how per, does per wait okay how does Carson Wentz injure both ankles on the same play? <laughs> I mean that I guy's
1: think, he, he house, were
5: it. you were you more upset that Carson got injured or the Eagles lost that the Eagles lost. I mean, that's a close, close. one. I
0: mean, isn't isn't there a point, though, with Carson where I mean, you do have to say, like, does the player know how to take care of himself and avoid injury? And some I mean, look, this was a knock on RG three RG three was was, you know, running full speed all the time and never got down, you know, never got out of the way, never ran out of bounds. And sure enough, I mean, he, he lasted one season really effectively. I mean, isn't that partly on
4: the
2: quarterback? I, I mean, Jadavian Clowney spears him with his head. Uh, Darren Donald falls awkwardly onto his ankles. I, you know, at a certain point, it's just really bad luck. I don't know how he could have avoided that injury.
5: Bad karma. It, it bad really karma. is. And they, they yeah. might've won that game. I, I mean, they put it, who do they put in? Jacob Eason? Yeah.
3: Yeah. yeah. Not going to do it. And now they're Owen 2.
5: Yeah. I mean, that was, I was shocked that the Colts were that close. I had the Rams blowing them out. Why why are these injuries?
0: I mean, what's, is there, is there a hypothesis on, on uh, what's going on with all these injuries? Or is it just, you know, that they're just law of averages and they're all happening at the beginning of the season? I don't know if this is a hypothesis, but you know
2: particularly in this preseason. First of all, this preseason was only three games instead of four. And most of the coaches decided I don't want to get my player injured in the preseason. A right. lot of these guys had no action in the preseason. Right. I don't right. know yeah. if there's a strength and conditioning
3: issue here, but that's one hypothesis. Well, it's a tough call because the Rams played their starting running back in the preseason and lost them for the year. Right.
5: Yeah. Who? Daryl Henderson? No, no, no,
3: Cam, uh, Cam Akers. Oh, Cam, Cam, Akers. Akers. Cam Akers.
5: Yeah, yeah okay. Because Daryl Henderson got hurt too. Yep.
3: Well,
0: you but, also got guys going down in practice. So, I mean. How about yeah. this as a look
2: ahead for you, Mr. Mike with that guy Tom Brady behind you. Do you know the what Tom Brady reached on this past week and where he is in a NFL all-time record?
5: In number of touchdowns?
2: No. Tom Brady now stands 499 yards away from the all-time NFL passing yardage record. And his next two weeks are the Rams next week, followed by the Patriots. Who do you think he's going to break the record against?
5: Here, <laughs> uh, and, and Guess the, uh, the second stat I heard is the most remarkable. Do you know he's 13 touchdowns away from having more TDs in his 40s than his 20s? Wow! Oh. Think about that.
3: Wow, that's amazing.
5: It's that not is amazing. He has thrown like 140 TDs in his 40s. The second highest is like Drew Brees at 50 at 57.
3: I, th- I any- honestly think he throws the deep ball better now than he did in his 30s. I,
5: I mean, did you? I look. I mean, did you watch the game Sunday? Yeah. Five touchdowns. Unbelievable. I. I it's crazy. Was
2: there any point that you were nervous during that game?
5: Yes, I was nervous a little bit when it got to 28-25. We have some problems with our defense. We have some problems. And it could be I, – I have us down for a loss against the Rams. I don't think we're going to L.A. and winning.
3: Well, your, your defensive backfield is hurt. The whole
5: thing. They're all hurt. Everybody's hurt. I mean, yeah, they are. Uh, Murphy Bunning, that doesn't help. Carlton Davis got banged up. Our second corner. But he's, you know, he ended up playing the end of the game. Yeah, we got young guys in there. I don't like it at all.
0: What's the, uh, I mean, we got to talk a little bit about the Monday night game. Uh, No, no, I guess uh, the Sunday night game is what I'm talking about. Um, Yeah, Baltimore uh, and uh, KC. What do we make of Kansas City losing that game? I mean, Baltimore, do do they have a running back? Are they just playing with 10 on offense at this point?
3: His name is Lamar Jackson. Yeah. yeah that's right. Well, yeah. you know, they stuck yeah. uh, Lamar Murray in there or Latavius, Latavius. Murray. Yeah, Murray. Latavius. He did fine. I mean, they they plugged in a couple of running backs who did fine. Um their l- offensive line is moving people out and they they have the strategy. I think other teams are going to see that strategy is double cover Tyreek Hill take him out of the game and run 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 so that you eat clock and don't give the ball to Mahomes. That's that's the way to beat the Chiefs. And and they almost didn't do it.
5: And what's happened to their defense? I mean, the Brown how, the Browns put a ton of points on them. And now they just gave up 36. And that, that's line, I think
3: their linebackers are hurt.
5: Yeah.
2: There was no don't... defense in that game. There was absolutely no defense in the game. Lamar Jackson, first of all, both of them look like video game like characters between Mahomes <laughs> it's and Lamar really, it's Jackson. So true.
3: Look like Barry Sanders putting on moves in the hole.
1: It's yeah, Unbelievable. it was
2: it was incredible athleticism by 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 the offense on these teams. The two tight ends put on a show. Kelsey or Kels, sorry, Travis Kels, Kels and uh, Kels. Mark Andrews. But uh, I just don't know that for seventeen games, Lamar Jackson can put an entire team right. on his shoulders. Right, right. right.
0: So, so Pope, um, get in here for a minute. Um, you were across the pond. Did you did you get to see anything? What's the reaction? Did people care on the other side of the ocean?
4: <laughs> I actually didn't get to see any of the games. Uh I went to sleep um, before the Cowboys even kicked on uh on Sunday. So, you know, it's a seven hour time difference. Um woke up at like 4 30 a.m. just shitting my pants, not wanting to look at the uh the score for the Cowboy game, not knowing anything. And Pleasantly surprised and, of course, stayed up for a while reading uh, the recap of the game. And at the same time I was doing that, the Ravens and uh, um, Chiefs was going on. And, and the, it looked like the Chiefs were going to run away with it at one point in the fourth. So um, it, it, what an amazing you know week. And it, we'll, we'll get to it because we're talking Ryder Cup later on. But there's not really much enthusiasm here for the NFL. In fact, I've seen a bunch of New York Yankees hats, which, of course, we'll get to as well. Yeah. so it's twelve thirty there for you. It's a, it's a actually eleven thirty, Rooster.
1: So time to you get like into a your perfect.
4: second bottle of Old Forester. What's that?
0: <laughs> it seems like a good point to have the conversation about real fandom. You mean you did not stay up to watch the Cowboys play the Chargers? Oh.
2: Yeah, uh, we I
5: we don't know if he uh, Nace, Did he go to sleep or did he pass out?
2: You know, yeah, I at one point, point. I, need, I need an entire SMQB episode on real fandom. You have a Super Bowl defending Super Bowl champion and Milk leaves town to play golf and the First Americans Then my wives. We the said First Americans wives. are home. I wouldn't have volunteered that. The First,
5: first <laughs> yeah, Americans that, are that's home. Like they represented.
2: And Bison deserts his team and Taylor Heineken for Louisville Bourbon, and Pope oh. runs off to Croatia. I mean, I don't even know what to say about you guys and the support of your teams. <laughs> it's not real fandom.
0: Listen, we all know that the Eagles need more support than the rest of these teams out right. there, so you got you have a special role to play this year in, in supporting that team.
4: And hey, we're going to have some good sMEqb violence on uh, Monday night next week, too. I hope you can find a European cafe to watch it. So that so that'll be at about three thirty a.m. my time in France. Oh, I'll Facetime and show you the TV. Yeah, no problem.
0: <laughs> All right, well, let's do this. Um, you know, that's a little bit of a recap, but we got to do our uh, Paul Krauss takeaways for the week. Um, I'm going to go first this week on this one, and it's you know it's not a new thought, but God, I've I've watched uh, Justin Herbert play two games now because I was at the first one against Washington and then watched the the Dallas game with him. I mean, that guy is, he's impressive. I mean, he looks so in control when he rolls out Uh, everything, everything he does. I'm impressed with, I mean, his, his long ball, the arm strength, the mobility, the way he controls the, the offense. That's my takeaway right now is, is I think that guy Man, he might have the inside edge to be the best, the best QB pure passing quarterback we've seen in a, in quite a while. So rooster, what do you, what do you got as a takeaway?
3: I totally agree with that. Um, I I I'm thinking of the play where he's standing on the left hash and throws like a 30 yard out. And there's about a space, the size of the football that this ball can be delivered to and caught. And he puts it right in that space. I mean, he had to throw the ball 15 extra yards because of where he was on the field, and just put it right in there. I, I also am just astounded by the ability of Kyler Murray to make that throw to Rondell Moore, rolling to his left and just like flicking the ball 50 yards down the field. I, I mean, that you shouldn't be able to, you shouldn't even be able to make that pass in the in the position his body was in. Um, I just think the quarterback play is exceptional this year. Um, I'm really, really shocked to see how well Derek Carr is playing. And I think last week was not, uh, um, you know, a mirage. Sam Darnold is playing pretty damn well with a new, with a new address. He's, he looked good for the Panthers. What do you you got as a takeaway?
5: Uh, My takeaway is. Gosh, is the NFL a week-to-week league? Last week, we had given up on the Tennessee Titans. They go to Seattle and win. We had given up on Aaron Rodgers. He throws four touchdowns last night. And my favorite is that we (laughs) crowned Jameis Winston, the next best quarterback. And what does he do? He does what Jameis Winston always does.
0: Shits the bed.
5: Shits the bed. Two picks. picks. Town tries to. T- almost had a third turnover. It was just like watching. I was having a nightmare flashback. That is exactly what that guy does. I am no longer worried about the New Orleans Saints.
3: What's going on with Josh Allen? Did anyone watch any of his game? What's the deal with him this year?
5: No,
2: he, he looked
3: better. he, he, looked, I, he definitely, yeah, he he looked, definitely looked better this week. Yeah, okay. I, I, think I think so. He Rooster. I saw only saw him in re- week one. He did not look good. In
5: week no, two. he looked. He came. They crushed uh, Miami, right? Yeah, like, yeah. He came. Pope, back. you got
3: a
0: Pope, you got a uh, Paul Krause takeaway for us, even though you didn't see many any of the games.
4: Yeah, I didn't see one game, but I obviously had a little time on my hands uh, in the sunny uh, island area. I am and to do a little reading and some of the surprises, you know, Titans over Seahawks, Panthers over Saints. Uh, uh, the, the Chiefs listened to the Ravens when they were looking unstoppable. I think my takeaway is the NFL is about parity, and we're going to find out if there's real parity this year when the Bucks play the Rams next week. Because if the Bucks yeah. can go on the road and beat Stafford and the Rams, they look loaded. Then you know maybe the Bucks are clearly a step ahead of everyone else. But if, if the Rams hold serve at home and it just serves to uh, the, my my point that parity is a Big factor this year, and you're not going to have any 13 and four, you know, 12 and five type teams. It's going to be it's going to be stacked.
0: All right, and and house, give us your takeaway.
2: My takeaway is after a, a quick little stretching and warm up week one. Uh, the truth is, this is a stars league. Um, week two proved that Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, Derek Henry, Christian McCaffrey. Josh Allen, they all went to town this week. Um, All of these stars really carry their teams, but there I do think that there's a new star, at least for this season, emerging that Rooster alluded to. Derek Carr has looked great in two games. He is leading the NFL with 817 passing yards, and I think he is actually real. I think the Raiders, I think Chucky's a good coach, and I think I really think they've got a chance to make some noise, even in a tough division. I like Derek
0: Carr. I do too. I agree with that.
5: I need, uh, I need more than two games. Yeah,
0: with the definitely. I'm not there definitely. yet. We've, I'm not. We've there seen yet. this before. We've seen yeah. this before. He has talent, right? He's got the talent, but he's never been able to put it all together. So we'll see. All right. House. Um, <laughs> this is a segment that we're only going to keep around maybe a week or so longer, but yeah, uh, <laughs> I think you got. We got a report back on the Plexico locked-up picks. Well, if you're
2: just joining us for the first time, you should know that the members of the SMQBs are probably not who should be picking your stocks, your anything in life, and certainly not your NFL games. But we're still trying to have a competition amongst us. Uh, we are picking against the spread, and we remain. Ofer. We are now 0-10. We had uh, a couple of Seahawks losses this week, and we had three folks, uh, including Patrick Meichler, who said, take out a second mortgage on the Washington football team. Take out your bank account, everything you can. The most can
3: not miss bet of all time.
5: I I literally made people homeless this past week.
2: (laughs) So, fellas... My <laughs> suggestion to us this week, if at all possible, can we please take five different choices so we increase our yes, chances that yes. someone gets a win? So yes, we we, call,
3: this, we call this the Plaxico-Burris locked out uh, uh, segment because we all shoot ourselves in the leg every time we do this.
1: <sighs> Apparently,
5: it is tough. Know,
2: Hope, you are with us, so do you want to get us started on your lock of the week? <laughs>
4: Well, you know, my lock did so well last week. How the fucking Seahawks spit the bit against the Titans after looking so good at week one. They didn't even win. They didn't <laughs> That's the points. <laughs> yeah, <sighs> yeah, I know. It knocked me out, knocked me out in my suicide. Everyone yeah. in the suicide pools, I'm out in. But um, all i right. right, I'll, I'll take the lead, and you guys can follow or not. But I think the Chiefs are going to be really pissed off coming home after totally collapsing against the Ravens. Uh, they're giving six and a half to the Chargers, and I realize the Chargers played well against the Cowboys. Probably should have won the game, but I, I think that Mahomes is going to rise to the occasion. And I, and I, I'm giving the points to the Chargers because I'm taking the Chiefs on my lock of the week. All
2: right, Pope, you got, we got you down. Pope what are, the what's G's the spread in the, what's
4: the spread in the Ravens uh,
2: Lions game? In the Ravens Lions game, it is Ravens minus eight away at Detroit, and I'll. Turn to you now, Rooster,
3: because it sounds like you've done a little studying. You're up. All right. I'm very confident about this one, which means <laughs> I will be wrong. Yes. I'm taking the Cardinals over the Jags. Cardinals plus seven and a half. Cardinals minus seven and a half, and I like it. Minus, I'm sorry, minus seven Cardinals and a half. Cardinals
2: minus seven and a half at Jacks. It's a tough spread away, but the Cardinals look great, and Jax is a joke. Terrible. Good one. you are terrible. Good one. All right, Milk. How should people lose their money on you this week?
5: Yeah, don't take out a third mortgage on any of these bets. Um, I've got a I've got two, but one's a caveat if if the their quarterback is playing. If Carson Wentz is not playing, I love the Titans minus five against the Colts. If he's playing, don't touch the game. My regular lock is Panthers, Texans. I'm buying into the Panthers. Panthers minus seven and a half. I think they go in there and win wow. by double digits.
2: You are taking Sam Donald and the Panthers minus seven and a half away at the Texans.
5: That's I like what I'm seeing. Good defense. Okay.
2: I really hope all
3: of our friends. That was my FDIC third. Pick. That was my third choice. Milk. There I think go. that's a good pick. Good I think pick.
5: I think someone else is buying into the Panthers.
3: Yeah. All hey, right. Carson
5: Wentz is out of that game. Titans is my number one.
0: Bison. All right. This is a lock. It's gonna happen. It's gonna shock you, but I am sticking with my same pick as last week. Oh boy! You take the Washington football team (laughs) at Buffalo, getting nine, getting nine points.
1: Oh, I've got it as eight and
2: a half, but I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna give you my handicapper as at eight and a half, but I'm gonna give you the nine because you're that desperate for a
0: win.
5: Nine. Give the nine. I'm gonna give him the nine. Uh, I, got, I, I got nine and that a half on Cardelli up.
0: on that game. I got nine and a half. I saw Cardelli nine on also.
5: Game. Yeah, I saw nine.
0: Well, right.
2: let me they're tell not, you. They're not
0: losing by nine.
2: In case we go 0-14, I'm going to give everyone a way that they can make some money. Because as I was just saying, the Las Vegas Raiders are real. The Miami Dolphins are banged up, and the Raiders getting minus three and a half at home against the Dolphins is like stealing candy from a baby. Take Milk's third mortgage out and put it on the Raiders. They're going to crush the Dolphins. That's a good one,
3: too. That's a good one.
4: Wait, we said getting three and a half? They're minus three and a half. I'm sorry.
3: The Dolphins are are getting three three and 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 a half.
2: The The Raiders are favored by three and a half. I I think we're going to win. I think we're going to win.
3: I think we're going to win at least three of our picks this this week. Be great. We're all equally
2: in first place at. Yeah.
5: Listen, we're all tied right now. That's the beauty of this thing. We'll get to a 5% winning percentage.
0: (laughs) All right. Well, listen, we can't do any worse than we did last week. That's for sure. So, uh, or the week before that. So here we go. All right,, uh, moving right along, good stuff from the NFL, lots to talk about always, but we gotta uh, we gotta move along. Uh, and we can't ignore what's happening in Major League Baseball right now. We're getting down to the stretch run here. Uh, most of these divisions are are fairly locked up. I mean, it, it's it's kind of wonderful to watch the utter collapse that is the New York Yankees. Uh, who are now um, in fourth place. I mean, only the Orioles are separating them from dead last in the in the NL East. Uh, Tampa Bay seems to be completely A-L-E. in control. ALE, sorry. Tampa Bay is in control running away uh, with that division. The White Sox, same thing, completely in control in the Central. Uh, Houston over Oakland. Uh, nothing really super interesting going on in at least for the division winners in the AL uh for the wild card you've got Boston and Toronto uh by the way i think a couple people on this uh, smqb pod said keep an eye on Toronto uh at the beginning at the beginning of the season all right look
3: can i just can i just say though for the yankees fans out there you you make it seem like we're in the in the basement we're two games in the loss column behind Boston, and we have probably, uh, you know, eight games left against them this year. We have a ton of games left against Toronto. We're only one game behind them, so the wild card is totally up for grabs. And I guarantee the Yankees take it.
5: You're only Whoa. half. You're only half game out of the wild card.
0: Yeah, yep. it's true. It's true. But I mean, we don't really need another uh, podcast that that you know. Licks the Yankees' ass all day, right? I mean, there's right. plenty that'll do. Don't, right.
4: don't we all really want to see the Red Sox-Yankees one-game playoff, though?
3: Don't we want to see that? Yes. Everybody except for Red Sox fans want to see that. Yeah. Yankees
2: oh, finish. Okay. Yankees finish at Red Sox at Blue Jays home against the Rays. I I,
5: I have no <sighs> interest in playing the Toronto Blue Jays in any sort of postseason, and you don't want to be in a one-game playoff with with them as well. They scare the crap out of me.
3: Yeah, if they had, yeah. if they had better pitching, they they would yeah. be a dynamic team.
5: Yeah, yeah, agreed. Okay, a little more
0: excitement in the NL. Um, we'll, we're going to talk about the NL East in a minute. Uh, in the Central, Milwaukee, running wow. away with it, yeah, clinched, wow. clinched, it, and you know, um, I, I like to remind people that when we were talking about the NBA, somebody on here said, "Keep an eye on the Bucks." Uh, as as being but, your what, what does that have, do yeah, have to do with the Brewers? What does you, it, come on, I might, you, I might, I might, repeat with the Brewers. I might be making the Brewers of saying, keep an eye on the Brewers. Make the they're, call now. make the call now. They're, they're quietly just doing their thing and just winning baseball games. So oh, just something to keep an eye call. on. Um, San Francisco and the Dodgers. Now we all. Still, probably owe an apology to the San Francisco. Wait a minute. What do you mean,
3: we all? Well, I'm pretty sure that this entire podcast. You, you,
4: mister. Only you.
0: I'm pretty sure everybody on here questioned the. uh, Not one of
4: us. Not out loud. (laughs)
0: <laughs> what? That's not true. We'll play that shit back. Everybody out here said that they had no chance of doing anything. You I said they didn't got... have
3: one single talented player on
0: their team. Oof. I did say that. I don't think there's any disagreement. I, they they started the season like cricket wireless, right? The milk, don't milk. you agree? Milk. He's
3: gone. He's out. Milk's he's out. out. He's, he's done. done. He's had, he's had Oh god! I'm in
4: I'm in fucking Croatia and I'm, I'm on and Milk. <laughs> <laughs>
0: But the Dodgers, thanks to my guy, Max Scherzer, yes. who was like, the, you know, he has a 0.78 ERA since he went over there. The Dodgers are 9-0 and in the games he started. Wow. Uh, that's pretty impressive. So that's a really wow. great race right now. Um, Isn't Trey Diego, Turner playing well, too? Oh, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's heartbreaking, but yep. good for them. Yep. Um, and then in the NL East – where we have a little smqb on smqb violence going down um the atlanta bravos are three games up on the philadelphia harpers and house what's going to happen here
2: we're going to be okay because here's the deal our next six even though we suck against crappy teams our next six are against the Orioles and the Pirates. And then September 28, 29, and 30, we play Pope's sometimes Atlanta Braves when the Rangers aren't good. And so if we get to that series, At Atlanta. Down, down one, good night. It's over. We're taking it from Pope. We are taking Don't you don't you, you, you got
4: to sweep it.
2: the series? We're okay. At don't Atlanta. you think
0: you have to worry about? You have to worry about uh, the Orioles since they beat you last night.
2: The Orioles were beating the Yankees. They've brought up their kids and their kids are pretty good. But I just I think you should be very careful talking about other NL East teams, because in my hand, I have got the opening day lineup of the Washington Expos. And you should be embarrassed, embarrassed that you have 89
3: losses at this point.
2: Eighty nine.
3: Good God, 89 losses,
2: 80. 89 Hit.
3: losses. So yeah, he's trying to bury the Yankees at 67 losses. Listen,
4: the a pitching,
2: joke. It's not the even a real baseball team.
4: How oh. did, you, did you study the Braves, the Blake, the Braves final games too? I mean, they played the shitty D backs for three, the Padres yeah. who are going to probably be out of it pretty soon for three. And then, you know, as long as the Braves go 500 or under 500, they're going to win the division.
2: I don't think I. I still don't want to play the Padres
4: if I'm you guys.
2: I mean, they're they're t- they're they're tearing the each other apart in the dugout, in but the, I don't
4: want to play them. They're four yeah. back in the wild card. They're going to be eliminated in the next three or four games.
5: How do well, the Nationals have almost as many wins as the Pirates? How's that possible?
2: Do you understand? <laughs> do you understand that the Expos had on opening day they had one. Soto, Victor Robles, Kyle Schwarber, Max Scherzer, Stephen Strasburg, Patrick Corbin, John Lester, Starlin Castro, Trey Turner, wow. Ryan Zimmerman. That team has 89 losses. You're a joke. Hmm. Well, they, got, they, they got
0: rid of almost every one of those.
5: Well, players. they did. They did get rid of the entire Once they team. Sucked.
0: Once they sucked. Well, they, they were yeah, hurtful. I mean, I mean, they, listen, the pitching collapse, Strasburg's pitched about, 20 innings in the last two seasons, Corbin is, is dismal at, bat. I mean, Corbin's really terrible, yep. really terrible. Um, Robles, you know where Robles is playing baseball right now? Where trip triple a, because wow. they traded as a afterthought, John Lester to the, to the, uh, St. Louis Cardinals for a guy named Lane Thomas and Lane Thomas came in and has been playing so well at, in center field, just an afterthought of a trade. It was literally like John Lester went to Rizzo and was like, can I go too, please, sir? Can I leave also at the trade deadline? And they and they got this guy, and Robles is in, is in the minors now. I mean, Robles may not be back. This was a – Victor Robles was the number one prospect, not just for the Nats, but like in Major League Baseball. And Soto got called up before him because – Robles had fallen down and hyperextended his elbow about two days before they needed to bring an outfielder up. So Soto came up to the majors because he was the next guy. And that's the legend of Juan Soto starts. And Robles has been an afterthought and really he may be done with the nationals organization at this point.
3: I I have it. a, I have a trivia question for you. Remember Adam Jones, former yeah, star back, for the Orioles,
4: for the Orioles. Yeah.
3: Where's he playing now?
0: Well, he was with the Braves, I think, at one point. Uh, after he left the after he left the O's, where is he? But Mr. where is, is he now?
3: China. Is he in China? Yeah, or no, maybe oh. Japan. I'm sorry, Japan. Japan, Japan. I like that guy he's playing in Japan. Yeah,
1: he's
0: pretty yeah. old, isn't he? <laughs> well, yeah, he's pretty old. I mean, when he he didn't get a, a contract from the O's, I mean, he was an older guy. So, listen, baseball is going to be fun down the stretch. There's some good it races is. and and uh, and and those. Those play-in games are kind of fun. I mean, you could have the Dodgers having to play, you know, one game to yeah. to to move into the playoffs, really, right? I mean, think about that. It could be. Please don't the put on the mound the,
2: again. Don't put Kersh on the mound I, I again.
0: Know. Could be the Dodgers versus the Padres, who a lot of people had those two teams as their World Series teams, and they could be. Right in a one game playoff. So uh, there's a lot of fun stuff. And and as long as the Phillies don't make it, I think it'll be fun.
5: By the way, never count out the Cardinals. They're always in it.
3: Crazy, crazy. They're always in it. Did your team bring up another young stud just like yesterday?
5: Yes. Yes. Who is that? Who is that? Oh, I forgot his name. I have to look, but it's,
3: I mean, how do you keep finding these people?
5: I don't know.
3: 49 cents left on your budget.
5: Have you seen our farm league?
3: (laughs) It's crazy.
5: God, it's crazy. unbelievable. Apparently.
3: Yeah. All right, House,
0: Um, I think you're going to give us – or are we going to Pope from uh, uh, across? Yeah, Pope's going to do Pope's a little – I think Pope's going to uh, do it. He's at least going to come the European it. squad. Oh, That's who we started right. for now. All right, let's talk Ryder Cup. Brian Pope, for take the it universe? away. Yes,
2: you
4: know, your, your favorite Sunday morning quarterback from Texas has decided to embed himself with the Euros this <laughs> week. I've been, and you can, my voice, you can hear What's the team. feedback a, over
5: there. What are they saying?
4: I've been partying with a bunch of euros this week, trying to understand the cycle of why they kick our fucking ass every two years. And it's all about enthusiasm and team spirit and giving a shit about your fellow golfer and doing something, not for money, but for pride. And it's not, it's not about a, one country over here. It's about a collective unit of guys who just love to kick the U.S.'s ass? Last night, full disclosure, I'm on a on a boat going to a full moon party on a Croatian island. At a bar partying your ass DMs. off with Victor Hovland, and and
3: I'm sitting next
4: to I'm probably 20 years older than everybody else, uh, and I'm sitting next to some guys from London, and we're talking EPL, but mainly we're talking Ryder Cup, and they're talking smack about how they're going to come over to whistling straights and kick our ass because our guys don't give a shit. And, you know, I got to be honest with you. I've had that issue with the U S for years. Here's some stats. You know, guys, I love stats, right? Since 1995, the euros have nine wins and the U S has three. And every fucking time we play, we are ranked higher than they are in the world. This year, it should not be even close. We have 10 of the top 13 golfers in the world. Euros have John Rahm, number one, Victor Hofflin number 14, and Rory, number 15. Our captain picks were all in the top 25. Their captain picks, Sergio, number 43, Lowry, number 42, and Pulse, number 50. All serious veterans of the Ryder Cup, all winners, and all guys who know how to get it done on Sunday when it matters. And here's my other bitch about the Ryder Cup for the U.S. Why the fuck are we playing at Whistling Straits, which is an, an Irish links course, basically. Right, is what right. these guys play all right. the time. We right. never take advantage of our home courses. Like, last time we kicked their ass was in Valhalla in Kentucky. I mean, those guys had no chance there, right? But no, let's go play on the fucking Whistling Straits. Or years ago, we played, you know, at Kiowa, which is another links course, and we we won that only because longer missed a six foot putt. So this this guys, I love the Ryder Cup. It's probably one of my favorite competitions to watch. I'll be watching it from a Euro perspective. I'll be reporting on that as much as I can. My correspondent here. I'm telling you, there's a lot of enthusiasm for the euros over here. I'd love to hear it from the other side of the pond. How the U.S. is going to possibly survive the euro onslaught, even though on paper it shouldn't even be a fucking match. I
0: guess. So I guess, wild. given the given the fact that you were uh, talking about Dallas's good loss last week, it shouldn't surprise me that one of your favorite things to watch is us get our ass kicked every every time yeah. they do this event, right? So you know, Pope likes losing, apparently. That's the takeaway at this point.
3: Like moral victories. There there yeah. are
2: some there are some interesting st- stats related to this. Uh you know, Pope is right. This is a seasoned veteran team. The European team, one third of it is over 41 years old. The average age on the European team is 34 and a half. They brought six guys over from England on this European team to play a Lynx course. The USA has six rookies. Four of our 12 players are over 30. None are over 40. Eight of our players are under 30. But listen, let me just rattle off the USA team and tell me if we are going to lose on home turf. Justin Thomas, Jordan Spieth, Dan Berger, Patrick Cantley, Bryson DeChambeau, Harris English, Tony Finau, Dustin Johnson, Brooks Kepka, Colin Morikawa, Xander Schauffele, and Scotty Scheffler. We are not losing this year. We are not losing this Ryder Cup. Not happening.
3: There's a there's a rumor going around that Morikawa hurt his back. Well, that he, wouldn't be good, for yeah, sure. Wow, no, wow, <laughs> But you're right. We have oh. six first timers and the Europeans have like two, maybe three. Three. Yeah. And one of them, I, th- I I don't know, Pope, you think I thought Lowry was this was his first Ryder Cup. Am I wrong about that? No, no. He played the Ryder Cup after his uh British Open. Okay. So, so they have two, Lowry down as a
1: rookie.
3: I think they have two or three. rookies. Oh, you know what? You're right. Because of COVID. So this is the three years. Yeah. Lowry, yeah. yeah. The, yeah, yeah it's been three years. Played. Yeah, it's yeah. been three years since we last played it. Yeah, Hoblin's a rookie. Hoblin, Burn Wiesberger, and
2: Lowry are their rookies. Yeah.
5: The, the, the problem Wiesberger is that like 60. The Euros have learned to play the Ryder Cup and all of these tournaments as a team. Mm-hmm. Our guys are so individualistic. They hate each other. A lot of them they hate They don't each even other. talk it's, to each other. They won't even talk not to just, each other. It's not just Brooksy and, and you know, DeShambo. Like, I don't. I think Brooks and DJ have issues. They, I mean, so, what, so it's just... Uh,
0: what does that matter? What does the team chemistry mean in the Ryder Cup? Why why is it an issue?
5: Well,
3: like when Seve, when, Seve, yeah, when Seve Ballesteros used to, you know, talk to his younger players and give them all the inside scoop and the course knowledge and, you know, just the veteran guidance. And you got guys... I mean, I, I saw an article today where they're basically saying you can't put DeChambeau on a foursome. He, he, you know, nobody will play with the guy. No one will speak
4: with
1: him.
5: Yeah.
4: I mean, it it's just doesn't. Watch. watch the body language during four ball. The Euros love it. They read each other's
1: thoughts. They
4: help each other. They give advice to each other. The U.S., they don't listen. Except the exception of speech and JT, who are a great team, and I think they'll do well. But The Euros, they help each other. They care for each other. It's just completely different. And in match play, all new golfers, we all know this. In match play, you do not have to be the best golfer to win. You just have to be the best competitor and grind out there. And you get a break here and break there. And the Euros always get the breaks, guys. Just look at history. They get the breaks. Except for Justin Leonard's put at Brookline in 1999, the Euros get the breaks.
2: I think because half of our team are rookies, because they're so young, because of these personality differences, I actually think a lot is on Steve Stricker this year as the captain. I mean, and he's very popular, very well-liked. He could really be a hero if he returns the cup to us and is able to meld these young guns into a winning team. So I'm rooting for Stricker. Well, I think we're going to do this one. I think we're going to pull it off.
0: Believe it or not, despite Pope's tone, That was not the Punchable Face of the Week segment for the SMQBs (laughs) this week. It seemed as if Pope wanted to go there and nominate the U.S. Ryder Cup teams of the past (laughs) and maybe future as our Punchable Face of the Week. But very
5: worried who he's rooting for.
1: Come on, man.
4: Brewster,
0: you got a real punchable thing. Oh, I've oh, got oh, a
3: real oh, one. Oh, my uh my background here is a referee throwing a flag, which I think I saw about fifteen hundred times this past weekend watching football. I mean, it it seemed like every third down a flag was thrown. Um there were it seemed like it definitely affected two games pretty heavily, at least two, maybe three, uh, the giants, uh, Washington game, and definitely the chargers game. They had 99 yards and penalties called against them and two touchdowns called back. Um, but worse than that are these goddamn taunting calls mm. that they're coming up with for things that I never knew were taunting. It's like, you know, people joke about the no fun league, but you apparently can't celebrate or show any passion whatsoever anymore after a play. Um, there was a, the Texans wide receiver spun the ball after he made a great catch. Everyone, every wide receiver does that, right? Yeah. That's now a taunting penalty. I didn't know that Keenan Allen gets speared head to the ear, ear hole in his helmet and gets up and jaws at the guy. They throw the flag on him for taunting. That's bullshit. That was bullshit. Um, Russell Wilson, who's, you know, the, the league protects at all costs. And he's like the, the golden boy, you know, did a little Hulk move after making a good play, taunting flag comes out on it. Um, and you know, your guy on the Bucks, Edwards, right. Yeah. Makes an interception in the end zone, turns around and just tosses the ball over the goal post. That was terrible. I mean, people used to dunk on the goalposts, right? He gets a taunting flag for that. I mean, what is wrong with the league that they're trying to take all the fun out of the game? One guy, one guy was quoted as saying, you don't know if you can be even happy out there without being penalized. It's just, it's, they're trying to ruin the game. They're trying to ruin the game. The NFL needs a punch in the face for this. They're going too far and they're taking the fun out of it. And they're, and they're, every game is interrupted. Every good play. You're just holding your breath. Oh my God. Where's the flag? It's going to come down.
0: But even even Terrible. Romo said it. Romo said it the other day. He was like, Well, this is like uh, watching an NBA game with, with a penalty. The last two seconds are gonna yep. take 20 minutes. Yeah. But did they make an exception for the team defense
2: when they get an interception? They can all run into the end zone yeah, and pose. I don't understand that what's the exception. That was there, supposed sure? to
3: be a COVID only move when there were no fans in the stands and they got to go in front of that big TV, but they keep doing it. And that's that's not taunting.
5: That's not so taunting. I mean, dumb. this is,
3: makes no sense. It's None. Good. Yeah.
0: All right. Can good job. Some? NFL giving the MLB a uh, a run for its money on fucking everything up. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, let's move on from punchable face to we have a good Ted Lasso uh, this week that I want to I want to do barbecue uh- Um, so TJ Friedel, a, a rookie, uh, comes up in the sixth inning and he gets his first hit as a major league player and Hey, it's a home run and that's pretty cool. And so in order to, um, to get him the ball back, Mookie Betts goes out, talks to the fan and pro- makes a deal with the fan who caught the ball. Give me the ball. And and I'm gonna I'll make a trade with you. And so he comes back and gives him a Mookie Betts game baseball bat in exchange for the ball. Now, why you might say is this a Ted Lasso moment? Why is this deserving of a Ted Lasso? Because Mookie Betts plays for who, House?
2: Boston Red Sox. I mean the Dodgers, the Los Angeles Dodgers, Los the Angeles Dodgers. Dodgers.
0: I still think he's, plays he's for the Dodgers. Dodgers. And TJ Friedel, who hit the home run, plays for the Cincinnati reds. Oh, so opposing player hits a home run and bets standing out there has the, the thought and the, and the generosity really. I mean, bets is a superstar, probably the best player in the game, if, if not top five. And he has the, the presence of mind and the compassion to make a trade of his bat and go into the stands and get the ball. For a kid playing on the other team who just got his first hit, that's pretty much the definition of a, of a lasso in my book. So good, good yep, job, Mookie yep, Betts.
3: Yep, good, good Ted Lasso,
2: good one, Bison, good one. It's yeah. Mark Bison.
0: Can we, can
2: we add one other mini Ted Lasso for the week?
0: Uh, we're running late, but yeah, sure. I think this is probably worth it. Go
2: the it. Ted
3: Lasso show got all the Emmys.
0: Yeah, yeah, great. they
2: did get all the Emmys. But there was a there's a kid from Florida who has been working his way up into the major leagues. And he's been, he's been struggling for a while in the minors. Uh, But he finally got his chance and he, uh, he went to a big test and he passed it and he, now he's going to be playing in the majors and that kid, that kid is none other than Patrick Michler. Yes. yes, yes,
4: Milker. Thank bar. you. He's going to well, be, be the show, buddy. Welcome to the
5: show, kid. <laughs> passed I one of the hardest bar
3: exams in the country.
5: <laughs> I blacked out. What happened? Did I pass? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, Thank what,
0: you, you Thank that's you. what you told us. That's what you told us. You're the first SMQB to be awarded a lasso. Yeah, and it's, it's, like, it's well earned. Congratulations, like scene, Milk.
5: It's like that scene in Old School where Will Ferrell does the debate against the uh, the LSU guy. He's like, what happened? I, I passed up
4: Against James Carville. <laughs> right, James Carville. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh,
4: God. Congratulations, milk. We, we toasted you across the pond at a Croatian full moon party, dude. So, congrats.
0: Congrats, Milk. Uh, good good one. Good lasso. Hey, good show, everybody. Um, enjoy the week. We got more football coming up, and uh, we got an F1 race, baseball playoffs, golf, everything. Monday,
4: night football.
0: Oh, going going let's, Monday
4: let's night football. Our girls are going down.
3: Let's win at least one What's bet. the bet. What's the bet on Eagles-Cowboys? Yeah. What are we giving them? Three and a half?
2: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you- yeah, you're giving us. I think uh, maybe more.
3: Last I looked, no, it was four, four and a half. half.
2: Four and a half. Four.
5: Four and a
3: half. Oh. I'll give. I'll give you four and a half.
2: Okay. All right. The I'll usual. take the four and a half.
5: <laughs> what? Well, what's
0: no, the no, bet? No, no, no. No, the bet is the bet is that the loser has to have a background for the next next episode picked by the winner. Ooh. Yes. Yeah. Yes. All
3: right. Fair Fair enough. Enough. Big Let's Blue is still waiting for 20 bucks from you, Bison.
0: <laughs> I thought we – what do you mean? That was straight up that one. No, it wasn't.